What's up, everybody? This is Mike Isicki, tight end for the Miami Dolphins, and welcome to the All-Star Sports Podcast with your hosts, Gabe and Rafi. Hello, hello, and today we'll start off talking about the Padres trade. The Padres made some moves, right, Gabe? Yeah, the San Diego Padres sent Luis Pantino, Francisco Mija, pitching prospect Cole Wilcox, and catching prospect Blake Hunt to the Tampa Bay Rays for former Cy Young pitcher Blake Snell. Yeah, I mean, the Padres are really banking on winning the World Series in the next couple of years. I mean, they practically traded away their best prospects. I mean, Luis Patino, great pitching prospect. Francisco Mejia, great catching prospect, excuse me. And then Cole Wilcox, also a good pitching prospect. I mean, now those are like some of their top prospects that are gone. The San Diego Padres have a very good farm system, so yeah, they do. Their top prospects are some of the top in all of baseball. I know, but um, they got a lot of those prospects are hitters. I mean, yeah, they got um, the the Adrian who came up this year, but um, but besides that, most of their best prospects are hitting prospects. Right, and that was not that was not the only big pitching trade the San Diego Padres made this week. They sent Zach Davies, minor league infielders Reginald Precano, and Yeeson Santana, and minor league outfielders Owen Casey and Ismail Mina to the Chicago Cubs for Yu Darvish and catcher Victor Caratini. Yeah, I mean, um, they got. One thing I'll say is they got Caratini in that trade, who will start pine Austin Hedges. I think his talent's being a little bit wasted there. Yeah, I really like Victor Caratini, but Austin Hedges is just the best defensive catcher in baseball. Yeah, definitely one of them. Yeah. Um, I mean, here's what I'll say. You look at the Padres' rotation now, and you got Blake Snow, Diddleson Lamette, and you Darvish as the as those guys. Right. Then they they also have Paddock, um, and then they have well they don't have Davies anymore. So are they right, still but gonna go with um, two? They have Mike Clevenger coming back. Oh yeah, Clevenger's coming back. Um, th- that rotation is scary. Yeah, it's still young. So yeah, it's young. Right now, I'd have to say the Padres are my prediction to win the World Series. I mean, you look at that pitching, and then um, on offense, you have a lineup led by Tatis and Machado. Machado, an MVP finalist this year. You know, I'm an Orioles fan. I love Machado. People who say there's hate between the O's and Machado are just wrong. Um, As an Orioles fan, I can say I love Machado. Um, and Tatis is a great young player, had a great year last year. Um, and, um, you know, like you said, and then they got Will Myers um, and um, they got Austin Hedges at the plate, who's an amazing fielder. I mean, that lineup's looking scary. Yeah. They got so many. They've got obviously an excellent pitching staff, really, really great starting rotation. But the lineup has – Everyone, one through nine, has potential to just hit bombs. Like, that's all I have to say. Yeah. And here's one thing that I don't get. The, the, the Tampa Bay Rays, okay, 
You just you just won the AL. You make the World Series. You lose to the Dodgers, but you still had a great season, and you were still the best team in the AL throughout the year. And now you trade your best pitcher for prospects. Like, are the, are they trying to you know not go full win now? Like, I the Rays are notorious for doing stuff like this. Right now, ev- ask anyone. And they will say the San Diego Padres won this trade, right? Yeah. They got one of the best pitchers in baseball, still only 28, former Cy Young pitcher. I'm telling you, five years down the line, everyone will be saying the Rays won this trade by a landslide. And here's the thing. I don't disagree with you because here's the thing about the Rays. This happens time and time again with two teams, the A's and the Rays. You know, they're, they have the, they're the two lowest budget teams in baseball. You know, they get these good prospects like Blake Snell. They develop them. They turn into great guys, and they don't have the money to re-sign them. So is it a bad thing that they're trading away Blake Snell when you know they probably aren't going to have the money to keep him for the long term? Right. But I think the Cubs made the right move with heading into the rebuild stage. I I mean, you won, you won the division last year, but you lost to a first-round Marlins team that – did not deserve to be in the playoffs with the expanded postseason. Yeah, and yeah, I agree with you with that. I mean, Davies is a good pit is a good pitcher. Um, he's done. He's played pretty well for the Padres, and you got him. Um, the one thing is they did trade Caratini away, which when you're going to a rebuild phase, I don't know about that. But I think they, I guess they had to to get that trade to go through. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, you Darvish, great pitcher, had a real big comeback year this year, and not not saying he's been bad the last couple of years, but he hasn't been what he was on the Rangers. Right. And this year, he was even, you know, I think he was a Cy Young finalist. He had a great year. Um, I mean, that Padres team was looking scary, but I think it was the right move to head into rebuilding because I don't think they're becoming a World Series contender anytime. Right. I don't think they really have the potential to still challenge for a World Series, especially in the National League now with the Padres and the Dodgers kind of dominating. Um, And a lot of their other stars as well are heading into free agency soon. Javier Baez is in the last year of his contract. Chris Bryant's in the last year of his contract. Anthony Rizzo's in the last year of his contract, or last couple of years of his contract. Yeah, I mean, they're not that 2016 anymore. No. I mean, you know, the one thing is Javier Baez didn't have a very good year this year, so you mm-hmm. wonder if that'll get the money that he's going to make, whether it will lower it a little bit. I still don't think it will because he's a big-name guy that everyone knows can play well. Um, and I mean, and he's a great fielder, but, um, yeah, Rizzo, Rizzo, Rizzo's on the older side, mm-hmm. so I don't think this is a bad thing. I think that it's the right move to go into rebuilding, get these prospects, get a good, far, strong farm system, and then, you know, trade your top guys. Right. Well, you still can. All right. So why don't we move on here? To what we're going to talk about next, which is the college football semifinal, which of we were recording this on Friday. It's about 1 p.m. So the game's first game's in about four hours here. 
But the big the big game everyone's really looking forward to, Clemson, Ohio State. There's clear, there's tension between both teams. And Rafi, why don't you lead us off here? So, yeah. So, if you don't know, um, I was actually at the Clemson-Ohio State game last year in the college football playoffs in Arizona. It was a great game. Here's what I'll say. One thing is I lost some respect. For Ohio State fans, obviously there's good ones. One of my one of my closest friends is an Ohio State fan, um, and he's a good one. But um, like the whole game, we were in the Ohio State section with all the Ohio State fans, and the whole game they were complaining about the refs, and the refs were fine. But what right. I'll say about this game is, here's what I'll say: even though I think Ohio State is a top four team in the nation. It is not the committee's job to necessarily choose the top four teams in the nation. It is the committee's job to choose the teams with the four teams with the four best resumes. And Ohio State does not have a top four resume, and they should not be in. I know it's not their fault that they had games canceled, but that's the way it goes, and I don't think they should be in. And here's why, okay? Clemson... Um, I think Clemson's going to beat Ohio State, but um, that's it. Ohio State shouldn't be in. Texas A&M should be in. A&M beat, had a great win in Florida. They went 8-1. Ohio State did um, only played six games. They have six wins, and none of their wins are really good. They had a win against Indiana and Northwestern, which are two solid wins, but they haven't played any top five teams really top 10 teams. I mean, Indiana was nine when they played them, but you know they're not a top 10 team in the nation. And, like, they really, I don't think, deserve to be in. That doesn't say that I don't think it'll be a good game because, again, I'm saying they don't have a top four resume. That doesn't mean they're not a top four team in the nation. I think it could be a good game, but I do think that Clemson will come out, I think, you know, they just got tra- they got Trevor Lawrence and they got that amazing running game with Travis Etienne. And then they got Justin Ross at receiver. I mean. Right. And you can't also underestimate, you mentioned the running game, but Trevor Lawrence's running ability is super underappreciated, I feel yeah. like. So, right? Like, yeah. There, there's a funny story. So, last year in the Ohio State game, in the Ohio Sabres Clemson, and I'll admit I was wrong on this, and my brothers make fun of me for it all the time. So, um, at um, we were at the game, and they kept running it with Trevor Lawrence. And in the beginning, I said, why are they running it with Trevor Lawrence so much? They shouldn't be doing it. And then he, they continued to do it, and he was just so good on the ground game, and I was definitely wrong about that. Right. Um, that was definitely a pretty cold take by me. Um yeah, Trevor Lawrence is great on the ground game. And then they also got ETN. They got a great O-line. ETN may be the best Clemson running back of all time. Prob- probably the best Clemson running back of all time. He'll probably be a first-round pick this year. And then you got Justin Ross at receiver, great weapon. And then on defense, you got Darion Kendrick. And then you got you like freshmen and sophomores, like freshman Brian Breezy who actually was played at my home state of Maryland in high school. Um, uh, he, I mean, he's a great player. I think he might be hurt now, but they got a lot of young guys like that on defense. Right. But the you mentioned injuries. Ohio State, 18 players listed as, listed as questionable as of last night. I mean, 
that's just wild. Clemson has four players listed as questionable, but they are without their offensive play caller and offensive coordinator, Tony Elliott, due to COVID-19, which is a massive yeah. loss for them. Um, I say I think Ohio State's biggest loss is definitely Chris Olave. I mean, he's a great receiver. Uh, while he did kind of blow them the game against Clemson, that wasn't – I mean, it was technically his fault, but it was just like – a miscommunication. He thought he was going one way. Fields thought he was going the other way. Um, I mean, but he's a great receiver. Um, one of the best receivers in the country. Great route runner. And he's Fields' top target. And that's a big loss for them. But right. one thing is, I'm not sold on Justin Fields. Mm. I mean, Justin Fields has had some great games. And he has so much potential to be good. But he's such a scrappy player. I mean, you'll just see some terrible throws by him. With him, it's really the turnovers. I mean, you'll just see these stupid decisions and stupid picks. Right. I think Justin Fields has his flaws. I think a lot of people that keep criticizing him are criticizing him due to something I like to call prospect fatigue. He's been in the spotlight for like four, five years now, right? Best quarterback out of his class. He's been great pretty much his whole college career. So I think some people will just try to criticize him at every little point they can. Um, I mean, yeah, you saw that a lot with um, Chase Young last year. Um, but, I mean, yeah, I think there's prospect fatigue, but I think the fact of the matter is I don't think Justin Fields has been doing as well this year as he was last year. Yeah. All right, so why don't we move on here to got a big NFL weekend coming up. Lots Wait, of playoff up, implications. What about Alabama Notre Dame? Oh, oh, sorry, I went right over Alabama Notre Dame there. <laughs> I um, think, I think Alabama Notre Dame will be a blowout. Um, because I mean we just saw Notre um Notre Dame get killed by Clemson. Right, but, like a healthy Clemson team just yeah. absolutely demolished Notre Dame. Yeah, I mean here's the thing. This is slowly one of Alabama's best teams in the Nick Saban era. I mean, don't get me wrong, it's not their best. You know, they had an amazing 2012 team, amazing 2015 team with Derrick Henry. But, um, I mean, Mac Jones has been playing really well this year. I think he's the Heisman frontrunner right now. Um, whether I think he should win it is a different story. But, I mean, he's been playing really well. And the defense is playing really well. You see a big thing with um, Dylan Moses. He was out last year with injury, and he's been doing great this year. And he's been a big help for them. And I think that was big. And I just think that game is going to be a blowout. Right. They also obviously have Devonta Smith, who I think is the best wide receiver in this draft class. Such a Such a playmaker. I think he's – Maybe better than Jamar Chase. Mm-mm. I, I just... I'll say on that. Um, this, this is definitely going off topic here, but I'll say this really quick. Jamar Chase is maybe the best receiving prospect I've seen in my life. Jamar Chase is so good. I mean, I... his ability to stack the quarterback and get on top um, to catch it. He's a great route runner. He has amazing hands and an amazing catch radius. All right. right. So let let's go into our final score predictions for each of these two games. 
right, Rafi, why don't you start with Clemson, Ohio State? So, um, I think Clemson, Ohio State will be. Um, I, I don't. I don't know if it's if it's going to be big enough of a margin to call it a blowout, but I think uh, I. I got. I got Clemson winning. Well, you know, it is a blowout. I'm saying Clemson wins 35-14. to 14. All right. I have pretty similar scoreline to that. I have Clemson scoring 35 also, but I, I have Ohio State scoring three touchdowns, 21. Final score, Clemson 35, Ohio State 21. And then in the Alabama-Notre Dame game, I have an Alabama domination. I have Alabama winning... 45 to 7. I say 42 to 10. All right. So why don't we move on here now to the big NFL weekend. Week 17. We've got a lot. Every game is on Sunday. It'll be a fun day. Yeah. Um, I'll start us off here. Um uh, with the games that don't matter, I think we'll just quickly quickly run over it. But maybe right. just say our prediction. Maybe just throw out the line, see if they'll cover. But um, for Vikings versus Lions, um, uh, I mean that game doesn't matter. So I'll just say the line is minus six, and I think the Vikings will get minus six. Yeah, and they'll cover that. Um. Cowboys versus Giants. This is one game that's actually important. I'm sure you'll want to talk about this one. Yeah, I have I have the New York Giants winning this one. Be low-scoring game. Giants defense will play really well. I think Cowboys defense will surprise a lot of people and actually play decent. But I think the final score will be Giants 17, Cowboys 14. I mean, I think I think it'll I think the Giants will win. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Especially on the Cowboys part, I think the Giants even is going to play well. On the on the other part, I don't think it'll be low scoring because of the Cowboys defense. I think it'll be low scoring because of the Giants offense. Right. Um, Brown Steelers. No, this is actually a very important game. Simple, simple enough. The Brown. If the Browns win, they make the playoffs. If they lose, they don't. Um, here's the thing. Here, it's looking like the Steelers aren't going to play all of their guys, and I think the Browns. You know make a cut um come back from that loss to the Jets and I think the Browns will win but listen to this the line is plus nine on the Steelers that's a mm-hmm. huge line I think the Steelers are co- will cover plus nine right. I have my final score in that game in Brown Steelers I think it will be pretty much I disagree with you. I think it'll be a pretty much Browns domination especially with Mason Rudolph at starting quarterback Completely different Browns team than last year. I think they'll be motivated because of the helmet situation from last year with Mason Rudolph. I think the final score will be Browns 28, Steelers Hold on, hold on. You think the Browns will be motivated on that? I think Mason Rudolph Rudolph will be motivated to get back at Miles Garrett. Yeah, but I think the thing is, Mason Rudolph just isn't good. I I agree with you. He's not good, but I... Bills versus Dolphins. Um, I mean, right now, it, it looks like the Bills, if they bench their guys, which it looks like they will for the most part, if they bench Josh Allen, then I think the Dolphins will win. Um, the line is plus 3.5. 3. So, yeah, I think it's simple enough as Allen plays 
the Bills win and Allen doesn't play, the Dolphins win. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, Patriots, Jets. Patriots, I mean, it doesn't matter, but. Game. Um, um, are Cal- the Jets Falcons? locked into the two? Are the Jets yeah, locked into are, the two? Yeah, they are, and the Jags are. are locked into the one. Um, one thing is, Falcons, Buccaneers. The bu- the Bucks are definitely looking at an NFC playoff spot. This game could matter for them. They clinched um, an NFC playoff spot. Yeah, I know, but seeding. Right. Um, um, this game could matter to them for the seeding. I'm saying I, I think the Bucks will win. I think I think the Falcons could win off this week against the Chiefs, and I think the Falcons will cover at plus six point five. All right. So why don't we move on to Ravens Bengals? I think I'm I saying think the Bengals because I don't want to jinx it. All right, I think it's straight and simple. The Ravens are going to win this game. I, that's it. I uh, think. Titans Texans Titans are going to win. Yeah. Um, so I just I just want to point out here, if every other AFC wildcard team that's fighting for those last spots wins. Every single team wins. The Colts are out of the playoffs at eleven and five. That's crazy. If you're yeah. if you're eleven and five, you should be a lock into the playoffs. I mean, right. like, all right. It's, it's it's crazy that like a six and ten team in the NFC East is going to be in the playoffs, but yeah, an eleven and five team isn't. Um, I'll say Packers Bears. Um, the I think the Packers win. Some people are kind of. Are kind I of a, on the Trubisky train. I have and, a. I, I'm on that Trubisky train. I have a Bears upset, puts them in the playoffs. I mean, I think Trubisky is not good. He's been playing solid for the past couple games, but I don't think he's a good quarterback. Um, I think the Packers defense might make him look good because the Packers defense is not good. But I think the Packers will win this game, and I do think. Um, the thing is about this is the Bears have a great defense. Don't think Trubisky's do it. I hear you know some people saying you know now the Brown, now the Bears can re-sign Trubisky because he's playing well. I mean, come on, he's not. I don't a good think they should re-sign Trubisky, but I think if they make the playoffs, they can't let go of a quarterback who's taken them to the playoffs in two of his three years. Start. I think they can. I, I think they can't. What did the but, Patriots do last year? But that's a different situation. Right, that's different. That. Uh, see, uh, Seahawks 49ers. I think the Seahawks will win that. They just have a strong showing from their defense. Which yeah. Is like Seahawks, the first time and, I've said that all year. Right. Seahawks are still fighting for maybe that first round bye, which is very, very important this year. Yeah. So. Um, then Chargers versus Chiefs. The Chiefs have already locked in the first seed. Don't think they're going to be playing any of their guys, so no. I think the Chargers will win it. I still think the Chiefs will win it, honestly. I mean, honestly, without... the Chiefs' best player is Andy Reid. Right. Just with his his offensive play calling and be enemy. Right. Um, Raiders, Broncos, I, I was tough on this one. The game doesn't matter, but I, I say Raiders, I guess. Sure. I mean, really, the game doesn't okay, matter. Okay, so Rams, Cardinals. I I'm saying have... the Rams. I I have the Cardinals. Jared Goff is out. But I get is Kyler Murray's playing. Yeah. Yeah. So where I I actually made that prediction before we got the news that Jared Goff was out. So now I might I now I'll probably say the Cardinals. Um, but 
what I think is um, the Cardinals. Here's Kyler Murray's a great player. The comparisons to Lamar's year last year are just they're nothing. You can't compare the two. Lamar was so much better last year. He's a better runner and a better passer. You can't but, compare the unanimous MVP to a player that might go eight and eight. Yeah, I mean, look, Ky- Kyler Murray's a great player. Cardinals defense is not good, and I mean their running game is not good, especially if Chase Edmonds is hurt. Um, I mean, I. I I just don't think that team would beat the Rams with Jared Goff. Even without Jared Goff, I think the Rams could win. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I think Jared Goff, why'd you have to pop it back in, man? Could It could have just ran to the coach, you know. Man, I mean, I felt thumb fell out, you know. Can it, can, can you play the backup for the rest of the game? You just have right. to pop it back in. But um, Let's move on. NFC East matchup, Sunday night football, last game of the season. I have Eagles, Washington. If Washington loses this game, whoever wins Cowboys Giants is the NFC East champion. But if Washington wins, then they're Yeah. So right now the Eagles are the only team in the NFC East out of it. Um, but I still think they wanna play their guys. I don't know. It's just this weird thing with the NFC East that's like let's play our guys no matter what. Um so I think with that, I, I'm hot. And even with Alex Smith back, I'm hopping on the Jalen Hurts train. I'm with you on that one. And if Alex, even if Alex Smith plays Jalen Hurts. Yeah, Um. Even I mean, Alex Smith was playing with the starters yesterday, which was a good sign. Um. But who knows with his injuries? Right. I mean, he almost died once. Right. Uh, but I, I, I'm hopping on the Jalen Hurts train there. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Can we go to, I guess, Colts, we'll just say, yeah, Colts, Jaguars. Colts, Jags. Colts will win that one. Yeah. Um, Saints, Panthers. I think the Saints are going to win that one. I'm with you. Although, I'll say, that one, the Panthers, Panthers could have a shot. I like the Panthers. I think they're one of the better, you know, five-win teams. Right. Would not say much, but yeah. Yeah. All right, so I think that's all the games. We are going to wrap up for today's episode. Thank you all for watching. Have a wonderful New Year's Day. We will hopefully see you next time. See ya. Peace.